In the lightweight division at UFC Fight Night, you got Clay Guida taking on Rafa Garcia. Guida's a guy that's been around a long time. He's 38 and 19. Garcia, 15 and 3. Now, both guys stand 5'7". Guida is 13 years older than Rafa Garcia as he finds himself in that position now fight after fight as he gets older. Both guys with a 70-inch reach. Both guys stand right-handed. Garcia, 3.3 significant strikes per minute. Guida, 2.6. So you can expect both these guys to get some takedowns. Both guys well over one takedown per round. Guida's like right at that mark. Rafa Garcia gets like a takedown and a half uh, every round he's in the, in the octagon. So some incredible numbers from both guys. Now the Carpenter, a.k.a. Clay Guida, 68% takedown defense. Coming off the win over Scott Holtzman. Lost to Claudio Puelas. Beat Leonardo Santos. And it's kind of like he wins one, loses one, wins one, loses one. You know, so if that trend continues, you'd expect him to lose his fight. Now, Rafa, 76% takedown defense. He's coming off the win over Mahashate. He lost to Drakkar Close, beat Jesse Ronson and Nathan Levy. So he's won three of his last four and kind of has gotten things together as of late, which makes this prediction very, very tricky. Now, well, this is a tough one because lightweight division, best division in the UFC fights can go either way. And Clay Guida, again, wins one, loses one, wins one, loses one, makes it confusing because you don't know who's going to show up. And normally I'd be inclined to probably go with Clay Guida, but he's only winning 50% of the time right now. He's starting to slow down. Garcia has the momentum, won three of his last four. So again, in some of these close fights on this card, I'm going with the momentum. In this case, Rafa Garcia. He's going to outstrike Clay Guida based on the numbers. He lands more takedowns, and he's 13 years younger. The reach is the same. The height is the same. So Garcia's got a lot on his side in this fight. I like him to win by decision to move to 16-3. and three. But look out for Guida, uh, Guida in round one. But Rafa wins, in my opinion. Lightweight division, UFC, fight night. In the Bantamweight division at UFC Fight Night, you got Pedro Munoz taking on Chris Gutierrez. Now, Pedro Munoz, 19-7. Gutierrez, 19-3. So, both guys with 19 wins. But Munoz with a few more losses because he's got some top-notch competition. Now, when you get into the numbers, Gutierrez is going to have a 3-inch height advantage. He's also 5 years younger than Munoz. He's got a 2-inch reach advantage. Both guys stand right-handed. Now, Munoz is more active, landing about 5.4 significant strikes per minute to 4.7 for Gutierrez. Uh, when you get into takedown average, both guys less than one over the course of three rounds. So this is going to be a striker's delight. The young punisher, a.k.a. Pedro Munoz, 81% takedown defense. That even limits uh, the chances of his opponent getting a takedown. Now, he's coming off a no contest uh, with Sean O'Malley back in July of 2022. Before that, he lost to Dominic Cruz by decision. Jose Aldo by decision. He beat Jimmy Rivera and lost to Frankie Edgar by decision. So a lot of these losses uh, that you see on his record, seven of them, a lot of them have come recently because at the beginning he was rolling. Now, when you look at uh, Chris Gutierrez, 73% takedown defense. And, you know, both of these guys, really strong takedown defense, aren't big takedown artists. So, Expect these guys to stand and strike. Now, on the other end, Gutierrez beat Frankie Edgar by first-round KO. He beat Bat Gerald Dana by KO. 
Felipe Calaris split decision, which was crazy because he outstruck him by like 55 significant strikes, and you still had one judge go against him. So, But all in all, he's on a four-fight win streak, and the momentum uh, continues to build. And I think it's pretty clear here, at least in my opinion, that Chris Gutierrez is going to go in there and take care of business against Pedro Munoz. But Pedro Munoz's back is against the wall. That always makes a fighter uh, in, a, in a precarious situation. They tend to fight better than you think they will in those situations because, you know, how many times can you lose in a row or you got six losses in your last seven fights? You know, eventually the UFC is going to be like, that's it, man. So Munoz's back is against the wall. You're going to get his best fight, but I still think Chris Gutierrez wins this fight. But keep an eye on that activity. Because Munoz is more active than Gutierrez, and there's no threat of takedowns in this fight. So Munoz could come in here and surprise us, but I'm going with the momentum and the record as well in Chris Gutierrez to win this thing and move to 20-3 and three here in a tough Bantamweight division fight at UFC Fight Night. In the light heavyweight division at UFC Fight Night, you got Tanner Boser taking on Ian Kudalaba. Now Boser comes in at 20-9. and nine. Kudalaba 16 and 9, so similar records. Bows are one inch taller at 6'2. Even reach, both guys about a 75 inch reach, so no advantage there. Bowser stands right handed, Kudalaba stands left handed. That will be interesting. And both guys just over four significant strikes per minute. But one big advantage Kudalaba has is he gets over a takedown per round, landing about 4.7 takedowns over the course of three rounds so he's likely to get one takedown uh, in each round here or get three over the course of the fight now Boser 64% takedown defense uh, he's coming out the loss of Rodrigo Nascimento by split decision before that he beat OSP over in St. Prue by KO now Kudalaba struggling losing to Nchukwi by KO Johnny Walker submission Ryan Spann submission and before that he beat Devin Clark by decision and lost uh, Dustin Jacoby by split decision. So it's not looking very well or very good for either of these fighters as they both have lost at least three of the last four. And this is why when you look at the odds, it's very close. No one really knows to go who to go with here because they're both struggling. But to me, you got to look at that takedown game from Ian Kudalaba as long as he can withstand uh, the power that Boser presents, keep him moving, wear him down. He's going to land takedowns. He's going to present a problem for Bozer on the ground. And I look for Ian Kudalaba to get the win here, likely by a decision, maybe by submission, to move to 17-9 and nine here in the light heavyweight division at UFC Fight Night. In the light heavyweight division at UFC Fight Night, you have Dustin Jacoby coming in at 18-6, and six, taking on as a Matt Mirzakanov who comes in at a perfect 12 and 0. And this is going to be like two wrecking balls colliding. Jacoby 6-3, Mirzakanov 5-10. Jacoby's going to have about a four-inch reach advantage. That's significant. He fights right-handed. Mirzakanov fights left-handed. Jacoby so far 5.6 significant strikes per minute. Mirzakanov 4.6 per minute. So Jacoby Lands about one more significant strike per minute. That's about 15 over the course of the fight. Neither guy really has an advantage in the takedown game. But Jacoby has weak takedown defense at about just shy of 60%. That's not very good. 
Lost to Khalil Roundtree Jr. in his last fight by split decision. Uh, really, that was questionable because he outstruck Roundtree by uh, 35 significant strikes. Before that, he beat Dao Wun Chung, Michael Lexichuk, John Allen, and Darren Stewart along the way, finishing two of those fights uh, by KO. Now, Mirza Kanoff, who is he beaten? Devin Clark, KO. Tafan and Chukwi, KO. Okay. Matthias Scheffel, Dana White's Contender Series by KO. So this guy is finishing everybody. Man, this is a tough fight to predict because it just comes down to how good do you think Mirzakhanov is right now? Because Jacoby is still getting better. This guy is a tough guy who can take a punch and deliver one. But to me, Mirzakhanov is going to present a huge problem for Jacoby inside in terms of just size and strength, power, all that. And I think he's going to slow down Jacoby when you start to hit the second round, and especially the third round. So I like Mirzakhanov to wear out Dustin Jacoby here toward the end of the fight and get the victory. He's the underdog here, but in my opinion, he wins this thing by decision on significant strikes through the 13-0 light heavyweight division, UFC fight night. In the featherweight division at UFC fight night, this is your co-main event. Edson Barbosa comes in at 22-11, taking on Billy Q Quarantillo comes in at 17 and four. Now Barbosa is going to be one inch taller. He's got about a five inch reach advantage. Both guys stand right-handed, but Billy Q doubles him up in terms of activity. He lands about 7.9 significant strikes per minute. Barbosa right around four significant strikes per minute. And Billy Q gets a takedown every other round. Barbosa, not so much. He wants to defend the takedowns, which he does 75% of the time and keep the fight standing. Now against Bryce Mitchell, uh, that didn't work. He got taken down four times and got doubled up in significant strikes against uh, Giga Chikazi. He lost that fight by KO. And prior to that, he beat Shane Burgos and Makwan Amir Khani. Uh, one by KO, one by decision. So at one point in time, I thought this guy was the future, but he's been struggling as of late. Now, Billy Q coming off the win, big win over Alexander Hernandez by second round KO. He also beat Gabriel Benitez. By third round KO, but lost to Shane Burgos by decision. Remember, Edson Barbosa beat Shane Burgos by decision. And that's going to be a big factor in terms of my pick, right? Barbosa, when you look on paper, I mean, he's got the reach advantage, but it looks like he's a slower paced fighter against a guy in Billy Q that's very active, can, you know, land more takedowns at him. But the takedown defense for Barbosa is not superb, but it's pretty good. And he's going to stop those takedowns uh, that are coming from Billy Q. Now, on the feet, it's still going to be a challenge, right? Because Billy Q is very active. But Barbosa is going to find a way to win this fight. That's just the bottom line. This guy's a veteran. He's been doing this a long time. This will be his 34th MMA uh, fight as a professional. So I look for him to win this fight. Despite losing the last two, he's still getting better. He still has time. He'll win by decision. Takedown defense and significant strikes to move to 23 and 11 here in the co-main event featherweight division ufc fight night in the featherweight division at ufc fight night this is your main event max holloway takes on arnold allen and allen is a rising contender the guy is 19 and one now max holloway has a three inch height advantage uh, when it comes to reach they're both pretty much even at about 70 holloway stands right-handed arnold allen stands southpaw left-handed now, Holloway doubles him up in activity, 
but he does with everybody. He lands like 7.2 significant strikes per minute. That's ridiculous. Arnold Allen lands about 3.4 significant strikes per minute, so about half, right? Now, the takedown average favors, favors Arnold Allen. 1.4 takedowns over the course of three rounds. So we'll see if he can get the job done here in terms of takedowns against Holloway, but Holloway has an 84% takedown defense, so he's going to be able to stifle or stop a lot of those takedowns. Now, he's coming off a unanimous decision loss to Volkanovski, but before that, he beat Yair Rodriguez by a decision and Calvin Cater by a decision in a fight where landed 445 significant strikes. Now, when you talk about Calvin Cater, Arnold Allen beat him by KO. So it didn't even take that long, eight seconds into the second round. He also beat Dan Hooker by KO and Sadiq Youssef by unanimous decision. So Arnold Allen's going to come in here and bring it, and I expect a battle in this fight. It is not going to be easy for Holloway to win, but I'm still picking him to win this fight. I mean, the guy is too active, and his takedown defense is ridiculous. He's proved time and time again he can beat anybody on the planet not named Volkanovski. Now, how good is Arnold Allen? We're really going to find out here, but I'm not going uh, against Max Holloway until I see him lose. That's just the bottom line. So Holloway gets the win by decision to move to 24-7, featherweight division, UFC, Fight night.